Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Behind the scenes yesterday, how awkward was Boone, or was he cool? Cool. Boone was cool. Um, came by himself, took pictures with everyone, did a bunch of content with us, chatted. Hello and welcome to the morning meeting building John Boy Media. My name is Jimmy. His name is Matthew in the little box. And Rob Moretti is the editor and publisher of the morning meeting. We got some topics today. Mostly it's a little bit of a grab bag episode from comments. I put out a tweet asking for uh, questions on Twitter. A lot of people, uh, there's questions from the last YouTube video. And if you want, we always do a batch of YouTube questions that we answer on YouTube. So on this episode, you can Leave comments and we'll answer them next episode. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's had a decent amount of growth. I'd like that to keep going. It's nice. If I ever do some um, other behind the scenes stuff, as if I ever get time to do like a um, behind the scenes editing of a breakdown, I think I'll post it on this channel. So there will be maybe potentially other behind the scenes videos besides just the show coming out on the channel. Morning meeting on the docket. Boone visited yesterday. Floorball footage is coming. Uh, MLB players controlled what we ate. Our sales team went to a podcast convention. And then we just have like a ton of questions from Twitter and YouTube. And then the Instagram live on my personal Instagram is going. And uh, I'll answer those if I see them as we go. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. Boone was here yesterday, which is exciting. Uh, some guy almost walked into me on my walk here. Not as exciting. He walked into you? Almost. You don't try to pickpocket you? No. Okay. Are you I worried think, about getting pickpocketed? Uh, no. Never? No. Oh. Well, like, yes, but my head's on a swivel at all times. What no. if you're like, well, you're a front pocket wallet guy, right? Yeah. So Nobody's pickpocketing me. Yeah, yeah. There's no shot. I move my wallet to the front if I'm on a subway and we're, you know, hip to hip. Yeah. Standing, I, room only. I've got a pretty good eye on what's going on around. I don't think that there's a chance that anything would happen to me. Okay. Um, First question by Alfie Sauce in the Instagram chat. Why did GeoGuessr become every few weeks? Because it was starting to do poorly in views and less is more sometimes. And we brought back watching and the Sporkle videos and the murder mysteries are doing ranking. better. And uh, what's that? Yeah. The ranking videos are doing better. So um, just kind of less is more spread it out a little bit more, build up more like want for it, I guess. And and the geoguessers, all four of us need to be available to film those, and they take a little bit. Uh, and July, we were all out and about, but mostly because yeah, the views were kind of plateauing, and other stuff was doing better. So we're just building more of a carousel on that channel. Yeah, I mean it's still the case. Out of the ranking videos, Sporkle and Geoguesser, I think Geoguesser still is in third views wise there. So yeah, it's still the case even with the cycle. Still very fun to do, so we're not killing it, but... No. We're, are we filming any GeoGuessers today? No. No, today's a watching day. So we have a two-hour binge session for John Boy Jake TV, and we're watching stuff. Mm -hmm. That's all? 
Yeah, I believe that's Zach's plan, yeah. Nice. That's cool. That's fun. Today's one of the busier days I've seen on my calendar in a long time. Mm. I have this from 9 to 10. Yep. It's actually crazy. The only window on my calendar today that isn't accounted for is 2.30 to 3 o'clock. Half hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Morning from 9 to 10. Talking baseball from 10 to 11. John Boy Jake TV binge from 11 to 1. Mm-hmm. Blitzball blitz. Crew meeting. Crew meeting from 1 to 1.30. Blitzball blitz leadership meeting or planning meeting from 1.30 to 2.30 break 2 30 to 3 30 nothing on my calendar go then pee. we're live three o'clock to five o'clock on the Bino stream one of the crazier days yeah that's cra- that is crazy a little bummer because i have some breakdowns i can re- record the voiceover for but i don't have any time to do that today unless i get home put the kids to sleep and have like but i've been i've been so exhausted i still have that immunodeficiency undiagnosed disease that just like drains me um but yeah, I was the calendar today. I was like, holy shit. Tracy asked, like, can I help you? Do you have an opening tomorrow to help with some health insurance stuff? Mm. And I, I was like, not really. And I'm not over-exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> the craziest yeah. day I've ever had. Yep. Um. All right. Well. One question from Instagram. Done. Done. Happy birthday to Ryan Johnson tomorrow. Jack Doyle the next day. I see that on the calendar. So wow, Jack congrats Doyle. to them. How old is he going to be? 23? Probably like 19. Uh, Katie's birthday was this week, past weekend. How's that? Good. She went to New Orleans. First time away from both kids. First time away from Claire. Claire wasn't on the bottle before she went away. So it was very uh, nerve wracking. But I was like, well, I need I need it. We need her to start taking the bottle, so go away, because that's her only option. Otherwise, she's going to starve. And I don't think she's that stubborn. Our kids are going to be stubborn, but not that stubborn. Yeah. Um, she took the bottle. I crushed it. Katie's parents came. They helped out. I sleep trained her a little bit, got her on a schedule. Now we need to keep her on that. I mean, I got eight hours of sleep out of her one night. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And I've, I did three-hour feedings, kept it real consistent good stuff james and i had a day since we last recorded yeah last we told you guys we were going to billy's to scout out the um uh venue for a blitzball live uh playoff games and i brought james because katie was leaving friday so i brought him to help pack and i just like hanging out with him and it was a big open space that he could ride his bike and stuff and play Mm -hmm. and you played with him a lot i did yep uh the only thing that he said uh-oh to was i got him water and then i thought he would just take the straw yeah but he took the whole thing and it splashed yeah, on his pants yeah he likes drinking out of he, he likes drinking out of a big cup like a like an adult cup well this is the thing i knew that this was a problem because they filled it to the top because they didn't mm. know it was for a child yeah and so i was like all right should i drink this probably not oh, so to like get it down yeah yeah so That's then, fair, whatever it was hot as shit in there because they didn't have the ACM. Super hot, super hot. So he needed a little, little wet. We went to the pool a bunch. Um, it was good. James is sleeping in our bed, and um, that's a very debated hot topic in the parenting world. And you don't want your kid sleeping in your bed. I, don't, I am just like smitten by it. I don't get a mm. lot of time with him during the week, so putting him to sleep. And we have a king bed, and he sleeps in the middle in the in the pregnancy pillow, and um. 
I'm a big cuddler. So like I'm holding his hand, we're sleeping. I'm holding his hand. I'm, I'm like petting his back and I'm, he wakes me up in the morning. Daddy, daddy. So I love it, but it is a big thing. People are like, get him out of your bed. You're never going to get him out. I'm like, well, yep. Fuck that. I enjoy it. Makes sense. Uh, can you tell me how the Boone visit went yesterday from your perspective? Well, I thought it went well. I mean, it's uh, it was good. I mean, I knew that he was. I mean, he's very personable and fun, and the conversations were good. And I mean, not, it's it was not much that is his fault. The 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 roster and the players he's using stink. Yeah. Uh, they're just not good. I thought last night's loss was the best loss of the year because I didn't care. Like, that's not the goal anymore, officially. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't hurt. That's true. And we're playing all righties against the righty pitcher, and half of them are rookies. So, like, whatever. The goal is not to win or lose anymore. We're basically watching spring training games. Scores out my mind. It is the very same thing as watching spring training games, and that's what I've been, like, desperate for the Yankees to accept and admit for a while. Um, cause he said, yeah, I got to play. I'm, they're playing every day, but they're both righties. So righty pitchers are going to have a fun time against us. Cause we're all righties. Uh, but I don't know. He was good. He took pictures with everyone. He came by himself. Walked I didn't in, expect that. Walked in. He drove to the city and just like came in, said, hi. What do you just walk in and say? Hey guys. I wasn't there when he BBD and Christina got him on the first floor. Oh, okay. Um, took a tour. I thought it was cool for him to see the office. Um, you know, it is um, impressive what we've built and have like a full staff working on a bunch of different things and people don't know that. So maybe he didn't realize that. Um, and then we sat, he had like a candid conversation with us. That was really good off the record stuff. That was uh, nice. Then he filmed some trivia with us. And at the end he was like, I gotta go guys. I'm like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Took some merch funny. and left. So it was good. I mean, it sucks that they're bad. And, like, it's not a fun time, but still awesome that he came. And my dad texted me. He was like, hey, you still have the manager of the Yankees coming to your office to talk to you and do content. Don't, like, he didn't say, he said that part, but it was like, the mess, like, don't be jaded because they're bad. This is still yeah. cool and a win and you should feel good. And I was like, yeah. How close was he to taking that clue bot shirt? Yeah, we offered uh. him a bunch of shirts and one of the clue bot one and uh, he almost took it. Would have been hilarious if he took it. Our best seller that year. He only took um, shirts that had Judge and Volpe as the premier face. I think that was a business decision. He's not looking to get a shirt that he can only wear for a year. Hmm. You know, true. I told him to take him to the office and stuff, and or take yeah. him to the give him around to the guys if he wanted. True, um, but it was good. We are, I, you guys already got some of the social clips up already. Yep, we did the the, one. the responses to Boone clips on Twitter are officially uh, I have to avoid. Yeah. It's it's. every now and then you enter this realm of like, oh, my God, the dumbest people in the whole world are all going to this and commenting just very dumb, illogical things that like, or like just like um, very unoriginal trolly of unoriginal trolls, you know? Yeah. So, so that's a bummer that I have to cross that off my list of things. Uh, and, and, and comment sections that I don't want to engage with anymore. Yep. I made that mistake on the picture Jake posted. I was like, same, I'm going to read these. And I was like, why the hell did I do that? Oh, I did it on, uh, when we'd played, uh, the immaculate grid. Cause I was like, this is, you know, jovial, fun, different vibe. It's, 
going out to everyone and like it was like uh well, i can't believe this like you know, trolley of troll like i'm not upset about this but it's just not worth my time and there was a bunch of them like uh why is he hanging out with these jobless like podcasters and i was like what uh it's like that's i don't know you're three years too late yeah still majority of our comment sections are awesome i read them all the time i like very much value the opinions that they share and they're uh nice there's just like maybe two or three areas i don't i don't delve anymore for sure and speaking of comments the majority of this episode i feel like will be a, a mailbag of sorts where mm -hmm. we're just answering a lot of these questions and then also speaking on the fact that you got called jobless this was a comment that was interesting to me because I, I just don't think that it's remotely true mm. uh but this was on the last youtube video trace borkhart was talking about the barstool situation uh would john boy give any thought of considering a sale in the future the real comment here though was from funker man said john boy media is more or less sold already yeah. which is not the truth yeah i like those comments are always like ooh, what uh funker man <laughs> seven so but but uh the first comment from was it trace borkart yeah said does the barstool situation leave you semi indifferent on the effect it will have to the industry slash john boy does it give you any thoughts about the likelihood of considering a future sale i don't think it changes our plan moving forward that much um I think I have a different route I want to take than 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 Dave did anyway. Um, he made a ton of money, so it, it's very successful what he did, uh, and he got it back. So that's awesome. So like, yeah, if I could do that, I would I would do that. But uh, we when so and then 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 Funkerman says John Boy Media is more or less sold already, which is just untrue. I still own fifty percent of John Boy Media, over fifty one fifty percent of John Boy Media, and I'm the largest, obviously, uh, shareholder obviously yeah over 50 percent, largest shareholder i mean eventually like some of that 50 gets diluted down as things get dispersed that are in the vesting plan and stuff but i will still at the end of of all of, of the end of when everything gets dispersed that is currently been given or, or or uh bought or whatever i still am the majority like it, go, it goes less than 50 but i'm still in the majority shareholder of John Boy Media, and we still have tons more to 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 do another sale. Like we could have sold more when we got investment from CAA, and they would have gladly come in for more. But we didn't. You know, we said because um, people were offering ten million for a high, for double. We said five million, and half of that is all we need right now. We don't want to outrun this. I'm not some guy who invented an algorithm and gonna sell the algorithm exit exit strategy quick and then go build another algorithm. This is what we want it to be. So I obviously want to start, obviously I want to build it to a place where we sell. I've never sold any of my, like I've never like sold um, my equity because from the start we set it at common shares and planning for rounds. So I haven't like earned it. So I would like to at some point when we sell bet a nice revenue number target, the next like chunk we sell, like I would like to sell some of my personal stock and pocket some money for Katie and I to put in the bank. But that's the plan. Like it keep growing. We have room to sell again. There's no imminent plan. We're not raising right now. Um, 
we're just trying to build as we go. But yeah, I think at the end, everyone that um, should get rewarded for their hard work and people say like selling out or whatever. But if I can remain in control and sell out and get a couple, uh, get some money to put away and all that, that's the plan. So yeah, that was, we haven't, we haven't more or less sold already. We've, we've sold percentages, not a lot at all. So, yeah. In a similar vein, we got another comment, uh, from Marcus Ramsey on Twitter. Verified on Twitter, but I don't know. That's true. I don't know. Might be a Twitter blue situation or not. Maybe. Uh, what is the biggest, what if that didn't work out or that you turned down so far? Yeah, that was a good question. The biggest what if that we turned down or something, I texted Jake. I was like, nothing's coming to mind. Of Because I was thinking like, what if we missed out on this? You know what I mean? Like, oh shit, what if we did that? It would have been amazing. Mm. That's how I was thinking it was phrased. Yeah. Because he said like, that didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. I texted Jake. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, that didn't work out. All I had was, like, if the Yankees go to the World Series, that's not in our control, so we didn't turn it down, but that's a huge difference for the company. Um, we were very close to having Pitching Ninja join us. Like, really close. Had, like, the video made. Um, then he went to Momentum. Um, we had uh, conversations with other creators, but uh, they're not, like, huge, like, damn, what if. Jake took it the other way. And like all the things that have worked out, he was like, what if we never got that beer with Trev back in uh, 2019, November of 2019? Because Trev joining was awesome for talking baseball, changed the perception of us, got us in, and Trev's been great and like probably the best we could have had of a recently retired player to join and be all in and like committed. So like, yeah, what if we just, I didn't respond to that DM or I was like, now nah, we're busy because we were incredibly busy that weekend. So that's a good one. Uh, Jake said, what if MLB network never let go of Chris Rose? That's another big one. That was a huge, huge. like marquee signing. We like took a, a big risk or like, we're like, even if this is a loss, it's a great, you know, billboard signing to announce we're expanding and get yeah, people understand the, what we're actually trying to do. Um, then Jake said a huge one. Oh boy. What if MLB loved us? Oh, <laughs> I thought when you said what if MLB, I thought you were going to say like some copyright kind of thing. But yeah, that that would be an interesting. And I don't moral. know if it'd be better or worse, to be honest. Fair. What if MLB loved us? Very interesting. They don't even let their MLB employees will not take pictures with us. Not allowed. They are worried about what would happen. Isn't that weird? A little bit. Maddie did content on the street. Anybody can walk up and make this content promoting MLB, promoting their players, promoting the sport, the teams. And there was MLB employees young that loved us. Interns. That interns that were like, oh, we can't do that. You can't promote the company you work for? Yeah. Imagine if there was someone on the street doing like a John Boy Media trivia video that they were going to post on their channel. And... You walked by and you're like, oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, the one guy called his friends that were in the office, MLB offices, to, like, double check. He was like, I can't, right? They're like, I can't do that. 
Oh, yeah. At, at winter meetings, they sneak pictures with Jake and I. Yeah. Weird. So, yeah, that's the funniest one. What if MLB loved us? And I don't know if it'd be great or good or bad. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I think that you would have been smart enough early on to not get to the bad. Yes. When we first raised, there was offers that came in. Like we had multiple offers of that valuation, the $5 million, And we got the luxury to choose who we thought would be the best fit. And there was one that my senses were it was long arm of the MLB law telling this and this and this and this to go get us that way. Mm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I said, nah. Well, it was a bad offer. It was like they were going to, in the old invest, suppress, buy. So they were going to invest in the company, but then they were going to take 50% of the profits as well as the equity. And and I was like, what? Why would you invest in a company and then take away half of their money so they can't put it back in? And then, you know, it's invest in a company, suppress the profit. Now they have no other options. You're their best friend and enemy. Bye. And I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not smart in this world. I don't know what this is. And I read that, that that's a strategy, but I just, sure. just like reading the deal. I was like, this is... I don't want to do that. It doesn't make any sense. No. That's a good what if, though, by Jake. Congrats to Jake. Congrats, Jake. We have a bunch of other questions. Should we rip through them? Yeah. Do you want to go, or do you want me to choose? No, no, no. I'll, I'll ask. Okay. Um, I'm going to do some YouTube, some Twitter. So I'll bounce back and forth. Um, the one that interested me was from T Wiz E. T-Wizzy? T-Wizzy. Do you think about doing content for the warehouse like you do for MLB, a special episode of Warehouse Higher or Lower, et cetera? Good question. We haven't thought about it. I don't think it would do well on Jam Baseball Channel at all. No, but no. It would have to land on Warehouse Games. And I don't know, would, would it be, would it do well enough to land on Warehouse Games YouTube or would it just be for socials? Yeah, th I think the thought there would be socials first and foremost I, I don't know if it would be it might be lame to do it on the youtube like just perception wise yeah yeah it's a little too sniffing your own shit i would love to watch it if somebody else did it yeah that is that's good like secondary content right yeah maybe if we do the billies and we have a station like if Jolly does ref guess and stuff, we could do like, are you a big warehouse games fan? And then yes. we could, then we could make, it's like fan made of them um, doing it and we could post it on our socials. But I think us doing it of ourselves is a little, uh, you'd run into a lot of comments like, yeah, you guys, come on. Mm -hmm. I agree. Sniffing your own shit a little too much. Sniffing your own shit. Uh, speaking of Billy's love, like, like the Blitzball Boys podcast like I listen when they have players on I enjoy that and um, seeing people tweet out the results of trying to name every player that ever did the sporkle you made like that was fun so yeah it would have to be fan made and I'd share it on our socials for sure 
because fan made content is awesome. You want that. That's like how, you know, you're actually resonating. Um, but I, and we could maybe do, if we, like when we film the next thing, um, and we have all the personalities around, I wouldn't be opposed to doing like unique, like questions on the spot for, for socials. I don't know if I'd do trivia, but maybe like your favorite memory or like, you know, just like kind of like in each person, like kind of reliving or, yep. or, or like a March madness of like games and moments we do for the channel. That's social driven. Like I think that plays, but I don't, we couldn't do a full YouTube video on it. Other people would have to like, we do it for baseball. Exactly. Um, speaking of Billy's, this is a quick one. Lady Lake asked if they would be only 21 and over my son and I would love to be there. Yeah. I just wanted this one on there. Cause, and I responded on Twitter on YouTube. Uh, no, it, Billy's it'll it's October 1st, Sunday, October 1st in the like early afternoon, I think 11 o'clock doors will open is the plan right now. Don't quote me on it. And maybe 10 o'clock, no 11 o'clock doors open first game at noon. Yeah. That's the idea. Or 1030, something like that. Um, so it's a Sunday day event. And um, all ages will be allowed. The bar and food will be open and you'll have a wristband for the bar. But all ages will be allowed. So when we promote it during the live streams, I, I think I'm going to bill it as like the best the best family event you're going to have on Sunday, October 1st tough because you're competing with apple picking and pumpkin picking and those are like fucking awesome so maybe it's not true but that'll be the lie i say no no that's october 8th oh yeah that is true october 8th everyone's got to go to a wedding october 15th apple picking or october 7th and 8th is wedding are the most weddings that will happen in the year first saturday sunday of october Biggest wedding weekend of the Northeast. A landslide. Interesting. People would have to get, when I worked in the wedding industry in Connecticut, people would have to get those dates like two years ahead of time. Damn. Yeah. First dates to go, always. Interesting. Um, that is interesting. I wonder if we did it like on those dates, if there, how many people would be like, I got a fucking wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I always pictured it as like a September is the most popular, but October makes sense. Um, Hopping over 10 millimeter socket asked, um, which is more beneficial listening to on YouTube or listening on Spotify? He's already in the weeds in a lot of podcasts, but does one benefit JM more? I like both and just want to help. I like when people ask this cause they're being courteous and kind. Our job is to find you. Your job isn't to find us in the right place. So whatever is most convenient to you and whatever you will listen slash watch on is 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 yours um spotify doesn't have an adsense program or some shows we do utilize it but it's not a lot youtube does have adsense so like there is a chance if you watch the ads and and don't skip and and you get targeted ads you don't have ad blocker on that youtube does help more but i it's not it's not your job it's it's a content creator's job to find you so like you know breakdowns get posted on uh five different platforms um which is great because i think um the most recent one that was huge the ian happ and and uh michaelis one like youtube only three hundred twenty thousand views but twitter went crazy 
And I think some of the others went crazy as well. Um, and that's, that's why I never, I don't, we're, we are not platform dependent. So I wanted a big advice I would give to anyone, like make sure you grow your audiences everywhere. Um, it's your job to find people. It's not their job to find you. So watch and listen on whatever you watch and listen on. And if we're not there besides Google podcasts, if they stink. Is that the ones I don't like? I, I haven't so. seen that a lot. Um, it's our job to be there. That's how I view it. Speaking of that Ian Hap, I know you texted a little bit before. Did he text you afterwards at all? No, he didn't text me after. I texted bef- I texted while I was editing it to get if he had any other insight yeah. on it. Um, well, I'm sure he enjoyed. Diversa put together a good slide for top breakdown by platform, 30-day views since April 26th. What would you guess? YouTube, YouTube Shorts, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. 30-day views. Was Twitter an option? Oh, wait, hold on. But he has, he has like the highest video on YouTube, the highest video on Facebook, the highest video on Instagram, so you're never going to guess this. Okay. And Twitter is not on here. Interesting. Uh, I should ask him that. Oh, Twitter is so hard to get data from right now because they're changing the way they do all that in the back end. Okay, so I would never guess it. It's TikTok on there. TikTok's on there, but that's it, my guess. Well, it's kind of tough, right? Because I thought it was overall. Sounds wait, like wait, I, all right. right. YouTube full is the most twenty-four million views. Twenty-four million thirty-day views on YouTube since April twenty-six. Fifteen million on Facebook. Seven point two million on TikTok. Six point six million on YouTube Shorts. Five point three million on Instagram. Okay. Twitter's probably high. The The second section here is, um, I wonder if I, I'll screenshot this and Rob can put it in. Um, Davey Martinez prints photo of bad call, a breakdown, got 2.2 million views on Facebook. So that's the highest individual breakdown on one platform that got views. So like, I don't know what that did on YouTube. I'm going to guess uh, 710. On YouTube, that video got 578,000 views. But on Facebook, it got 2.2 million. So it's always different. Cool. Hopping over to a new question. Jake McGraw on Twitter asked, as JM Talent starts to develop a personal following, have you, how are you thinking of retaining them? Avoid the fate of BuzzFeed, where talent ended up starting their own channels. Um, yeah, I mean that's a good question and a good thing. Ultimately, you want uh, all of the talent that we have that are creating to succeed, and if success means they can do this on their own and and um, survive on their own and make enough that they're happy and comfortable on their videos, then then yeah, then like that's a success. That's awesome for them. Go do it and we'll work with you and like, like you know, s- still do stuff. But if that's the case, I'm um, not going to knock anyone. I did it on my own. But there's a lot of resources we offer that they would have to, um, I don't know, not be able to replace on their own or not need like full sales team, full social promotion, being part of warehouse games, being part of all these other videos, live streams, uh, like the community that's like, 
all that that we offer. And and if and if they're bringing in a ton um, of revenue, then then I'd I'd match. Like if we don't want to leave them, I'd match whatever we can afford. So the company's not going to lose huge on them to to retain them. Or if if there's a or or we could change the landscape of the deal where you're not an employee anymore, you want to do all this stuff on your own, but you still want to peer in um, warehouse games. Well, okay, we can figure out like a appearance rate and just come and play if we think we really value what you bring to the channel. Like I'm open to working stuff like that, but uh, yeah, I think that's going to differ on all talent and employees and. Um, it's competitive space. It's really hard. Um, it's hard to. It's hard. A lot of a lot of creators are an investment from the company, and you you. You know you're going to take a loss in the first couple years, and you hope that with all the resources you grow and you help them create content that then it gets put into ad routine and marketing routine, and and then you make back and then you find another deal that's like okay a split but we're not in the business of just like having creators and losing money on the deal so it gets each individual creator would be an individual thing a value and exchange and do they want to do it on their own can they do it on their own i applaud you and i want to do it on my own and that's what i did so i'm not going to stop anyone if they want to attempt that or think that that's the next place they want to do. If another company offers higher, we'd have to see if it makes sense and stuff. I think that's, uh, it'd be very individually unique. In that regard, Thomas asked on Twitter, is there still ad money out there for smaller creators? Is posting podcasts on YouTube the best way to grow an audience? Posting podcasts on YouTube is not the best way to grow an audience at all. Um, you would need to post one long form video and then like two, five minute, two to five, five minute clips, and then probably 10 shorts. Um, you would need to be actively engaging in the comment section of your videos. Anyone that responds to you interacting with them, you would need to be interacting with other creators in the same vein, constantly top replies and theirs. You would need to be, you, it is a very competitive space. You, would, you need to do so much. Um, to get them to watch the long form is the fucking like very, very end. If that happens, that, mean you, that means you did 20 to 30 other things first to get them. I yeah. would post it on YouTube, but if you want to like really grow, like I would not be one platform dependent one. And then I would, you, you have to do so much stuff to advertise yourself, get out there, be in the community and, and all that. There's money left. Sure. I mean, anyone that has an audience, there's money for, so you just gotta get an audience. Yeah. And I think that when we had that 2021 meeting at Billy's, that was where you showed like the triangle, like one YouTube video should produce two Facebook videos, yeah. three Instagram videos, four Twitter videos. Now I think that's changed a little bit because of shorts. So like you're saying, yeah, just being able to go out on the other platforms to look at shorts. And at the end of the day, it's about convincing somebody to spend an hour with you when it's 
much easier at first to convince them to spend 30 seconds yeah. while they're scrolling their feed. With yeah, because they need to watch videos at first and they don't even know who you are, which mm -hmm. means you need to void yourself. Like uh, a lot of times what I tell myself and tell other people is that social media, they don't give a fuck who you are. When I do clips, like the clip of the armless swimmer, there's no, hi, I'm Jimmy, blah, blah. Hey, let's take a look at this today. It's just, I think that video just starts like 50 meter dash and he's off and blah. And I just kind of deliver what's happening and add some further context and get out. And it's not about me at all, but my face is on screen in case now there's recognizableness and it helps with copyright and the algorithm likes the dual feed and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, your long form is about you and your personality, but your short form is just about finding audience. And to do that, you kind of need to take yourself out of the equation. Yeah. And it's, it's more than just not introducing yourself at the beginning. It's just your personality should be fourth fiddle to the story of what's going on. Yeah. Um, that short, somebody reacted to it. And I think Rob Sirocco showed you this with this, their face was on it. And they made like one expression. Yeah, yeah. Well, now a lot of people have. And there's one guy, it's a different country, different language. He has a million followers. And he did a reaction on Instagram or whatever. And he doesn't say anything the whole time. He just watches it. That's funny. Weird world. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't understand that. Regardless, uh, a question came in from Zalman on YouTube. What is your relationship like with YouTube management? How much communication is there? Do you know the answer to this? No, I'm not like not currently. I uh, I think the social department and the sales department have had a lot of communication with YouTube. We do have a person to reach out to if we have questions and stuff like that. I know Luke at one point would be my go-to. Oh, I emailed them about one thing once because I yeah. asked for their contact. So we do we do have someone um, that will help and mm -hmm. give some guidance. But I, Alethea has a regular meeting with him. That's okay. on my calendar, and if I ever want to join it, uh, the past month or two I haven't had any particular questions. But COO Courtney says I meet with them once a month. She's in the comment section, and Alethea does once a week. Uh, maybe it's every other week. It's def it's more frequent than once a month, I believe, on Alethea's calendar, and Courtney might also be on that invite. Okay, so but that sounds like a good relationship. Yeah, the guy, the the times that I've been on that call, he's very insightful. Nice. Um, another question that isn't from these that I was curious because I had texted you about it. Uh, did you know you were in Hoax Book? No. So that did you know before I told you? No. Yeah. Your text, but he, I would feel bad if he told me and I didn't know. But he didn't. But he might have interviewed us. Maybe he did interview us for it. I don't if know. If he interviewed you, it's not. I have not read it yet. There's I've no read like half about it. the book. Maybe he didn't. Maybe just. I, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. That. It's funny because like books don't really mean that much to me. I like value other forms of media. Emily saw that. She was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Jimmy's hey, print. In book. Name in print. Yeah. Um. The next question that I wanted to ask, and this might be me asking myself because you screenshotted a bunch of these, uh, JM Entertainment, pause indefinitely, uh, what happened? 
Timbuktu, Evan Summers, Alice, 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 and Buckley were all the examples that you pulled that had asked this. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people asked about JM Entertainment and the plan and all that. We went through. Uh, we say we went through like the summer, and it was very much like. Um, no, I'll start somewhere else. It's right now. It was you were really taking charge of it and coming up with ideas and planning and all of that. But we needed to, and you needed to kind of step aside and do much more managing, like for all the other channels for JM baseball, um, to make sure it's not backlogged, make sure it's flowing properly for, um, Jumbo Dick TV, rerouting that, getting it on schedule, working with all the editors to make sure we don't miss deadlines. Um, things were getting kind of really sloppy over the summer of missing deadlines of communications with other departments of staying on schedule. So Maddie took, you, you like pivoted to doing all management. Like I think you said to me the other day, like that's the yeah. most like managing I've done over other stuff in a stretch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why it's been paused right now. It's like, we just needed, and in a lot of areas, like my output might stop a go down slightly because I also now am like, we need to go back to managing and, um, and, um, having meetings and creatives and like sitting down with people because we, we just got through a stretch where it was like, go head down, get through this. And we got through it. Now it's like, all right, let's go back. Yeah. The, and the other aspect of that, that was really the plan for that channel and then ended up not being, what came to fruition was this is evergreen content that we can post whenever we want all three videos that went out last month those were edited up until the thursday before they went out on sunday so the structure and time that those videos took didn't match the schedule that i had initially created and we were ending up just shooting ourselves in the foot and shooting socials in the foot and having to turn around such quick promotion that with me, like focusing on other managerial tasks and not wanting to continue to burden ourselves with that content. That's why I think that took a pause. And we have some ideas in the future, but it's tough. Uh, There's big value to pushing into the entertainment world, music industry, pop culture, all of that. We need someone that it's like their baby and they want to do it and they want to attack it and they want to do attack it the way like me and Jake attack talking Yanks at the start and just like non constant because um, CAA came in, they have a lot of talent and they would love to send us celebrities and, and uh, talent across the board that not just baseball players to come do stuff. And it's up to us to, build uh, landing spots that would allow that to happen. And that is like a next step. So I think, and there's another question about, there's a couple questions in here about like uh, JM football and maybe like other baseball todays. And we've kind of decided that we're going to try and um, pivot efforts to football and really like make a schedule plan for um, a JM football channel on like a small, a small, easy uh, first bite of it because um, with JM Baseball, uh, we've kind of like, you know, we've really figured out 
how and how how to manage and grow channels much better this year. You and I and and the crew, uh, like with Warehouse Games and JM Baseball, and looking at the data and learning from it. And um, who asked about this? Stephen Cromwell. Can we expect baseball today episodes, but on different sports? There's a plan. I need to talk with a lot of people that would be part of it. But yeah, there's a plan to do that, to do some like trivia-esque shows for the football audience. Um, I'd like to do, uh, you know, I did the softball-style breakdowns and the Little League World Series. I have one, like it's not just one event. It's just kind of like I screenshotted a bunch of stuff and all that. Um Andrew Ryan in the Instagram said, yeah, try to grow exponentially like Barstool. What could go wrong? They're like one of the greatest success stories of content creators. So you're dumb, Andrew. <laughs> he also was, he's just being kind of jerk in the comments. Like, oh, okay. hey, like, talk baseball, you goof. So uh, what could go wrong? Like a lot talking about a lot, a lot could go wrong, but they also generate so much money and have such revenue and have like a staff of 200 people that create shit. They're a pretty wild success story. <laughs> okay. Um, Tingus Pingus asked. Tingus Pingus. Yeah, which is just the funniest video when Porzingis got drafted. Uh, can you tell us more about being in the studio while a broadcast is happening for any of the warehouse games? I've never been up in the booth. While it's happening, I I put out the video at the end of Blitzball Battle Three, um, but I think we should have Prizeman or Moretti or Ronnie on at some point to talk about that. If people are interested in the behind the scenes of Warehouse Games, uh, and like all of our all of our efforts to um, live cut it and live switch it as if it's live or coming to fruition, because we're doing live streams this month, like or next month. Uh, so yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how those go, and we've been practicing for it for a while. But uh, I've never been up there. It seems fun. You were on. You're on the comms. Yeah. Is it fun? Very fun. Comms is half jokes, half like actual direction. But mm. those jokes, like everybody comes away from the warehouse weekend saying, like, "Oh, that was awesome." Yeah. And it's just fun to have our own world of like our own jokes that nobody else knows. And it's like, yeah, you guys thought that that was fun, but you have no idea. The insider jokes. I will say when you're at events like that, being on comms like changes everything. It's a different event. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, a few last ones to finish up. Alex Coley on YouTube was curious about JM subscriptions to Twitter blue. And if those revenues have been significant in any way, uh, your strong social presence across multiple accounts makes me think it's a large revenue stream. Does my voice sound deeper than it normally is? <clears throat> I don't know. Sometimes you drink great Gatorade. You get like a bubble in the back of your throat. Maybe that's happened to you. Uh, Twitter revenue has increased for sure. Uh, since the change. Yeah. Like 100%. 100%. We've had some months where it's been huge, other months where it's been good, uh, still like a difference maker for us, not a top three or four stream of revenue, but definitely like it was zero before. We just got our first Twitter blue payouts, which I think is different than what was happening before. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't definitely know. different than what was happening before, but I don't know if it just switched now to this. Um, I don't think those 
payouts, the Twitter blue payouts are anything substantial, but everything moves the needle in a whole. And like, I have a, an AdSense goal right now to hit every month between YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, and, and Twitter has helped hit that goal, especially when I was on paternity mm-hmm. leave. We yes. had some really big tweets and the my content was down on YouTube and Facebook. But we just got our first batch of, like I think, the Twitter blue revenue sharing system. Okay. And it wasn't nothing. But it wasn't, didn't rival Facebook or YouTube. Gotcha. Um, the There has been months where our Twitter revenue has rivaled Facebook. Yeah. Not YouTube. Mm-mm. But we have so, no, it's all the same. So, yeah. The last thing that I wanted to ask you and then to send you off to Talking Baseball uh, put you in your feels. You mark this as something that you could be curious in answering. Unknown Jays fan said, my question is how the F has time gone by so fast? Just yesterday, Jake was on zoom at his kitchen table in Colorado, I think. Yeah. And there was no company. Now you're both married. You are a daddy twice, which is weirder to say in person than <laughs> tweeting it. And John boy media is a, Going concern? A going concern. I've never heard that phrase. You've come a long way. I think it's positive. A going concern. Huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. It's been really crazy. We're getting to the point where, like, the years are adding up. You know, we're in our sixth year of Talking Yanks. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. If you're counting 17, it might be seven. Yeah, 17 was a half year, once a week, so six and a half years. That's nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it it's wild. Uh, for me, like some of that stuff, getting married, having kids, it was just not feasible when I was making um, $1,500 a month. So it was like Katie and I would have loved to mm. be earlier to that. So as soon as we got to like the next step, it was like, let's go. So all of that was just kind of like bottlenecked and then having salary and less concern about livelihood just went (laughs) marriage, kids, dogs, house. Mm. We did that in like 12 months, which is crazy. It was a very hard year for us. Maybe we should have went slower. But um, but yeah, I know it's time goes by fast. It's scary. Um, what is this? I don't know. Oh, no, they're talking to themselves in the chat. An old phrase for an active business is what uh, Ricky Bob 90 said. But then Nick Aim- Elmer Elmer said that going concerned is not a good thing. Doesn't sound like it, but I just think, does it just mean like it's on your mind a lot? That's what I thought. The The rest of the comment wouldn't lead me to think the last thing he'd say is negative. So... Yeah. I assumed it was positive, but mm-hmm. Tom Ace thirty one. Who we know, Tom we Ace. we know. Yeah. Any chance of t- of talking Yanks with Mike Francesa one day? He was hilarious at the barstool the other day. I saw some clips of that. I I would love to have Francesa on, but it would just be. I don't know if I'd want to do current Yankees talk with him, or I would, but my brain would just 
go like to reminiscing about Mike and the Mad Dog and shit, like talking about that more. I don't know if you'd be interested in that. Like we had um, Sweeney Murdy came on and I chatted with him. We did a couple current Yank stuff and then I just asked him about, like I just nerded out about WFAN days. Yeah, that there would be like an off season episode. Yeah, it'd be cool. Be Morning. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool. Yeah, it would be. Um, Brandon's here from Blitzball Boys on Instagram. Anything else that we missed? What the hell was that? I said hi to him. It's a okay. stern high. Right, yeah, it really was. It looks like Thor. Anything we missed? Uh, yeah, if you want to hit on any of these other ones quick before you got to get out. Dylan and Isaac said they absolutely love the three things on uh, Talking Baseball. Isaac said would love more Jimmy Lytic videos. Me and Moylan did Savant sessions, drops whenever we needed to drop. Uh, that's fun. And I'm always going to try and have a section at the end there with Jimmy Lytics on that show. So that's once a week for now. Uh, absolutely love the three topics. And then Dylan said would enjoy some more song recommendations analysis. That's something that I put like on the Jam Entertainment. Like I'd love to do music stuff there. I just don't really have time to do fucking anything. But I did like when I was talking music more because I like music. A lot of my friends know me more as a music guy than baseball or sports guy mm. from past lives. When are you coming to Australia taking a game of cricket or footy, said Dave. Boxhead31. We wanted to go this winter, but with having two kids and all that, it's not in the plans anymore. But I, it's on my list. Katie has places she wants to go for like vacation reasons and like culture reasons. And I haven't been to Australia since I moved away in 2000. And I really want to go back. And I really want to go during Big Bash season and taking the cricket game. And um, I would have a nostalgia day where I all I do is just drive through my own hometown and look at my old house and stuff. Um, and I, I, the memories I would flood back would be like awesome. Like what an experience that would be. You know, sometimes you go somewhere and then you're like, oh, you get flooded with memories. Like if I do that, I think the amount of flooded images and memories I'd have would almost be like a bizarre drug. Mm. Sometimes I go back to my hometown from high school and I'm, I, w- I was like driving down a street and I just remembered this time when a car stopped short and, and I had to sw- slam on the brakes and swerve to the right onto the dirt and like we skidded out. And I was like, whoa, that hasn't been in my brain in 15 years. Like that's just, but somehow that went to the forefront. Right. And I think if I went, if I go back to Australia and I have like a day going through like the school I went to and the... Uh, the house I lived in and that street and that town, I think I'd just be nonstop triggering like fucking these memories and images that are somewhere in here that I can't fucking get. And I, it would be like some weird Black Mirror episode. So, but I, we want to, but we're not going to this year because it's too much with two kids. All right. Anything else? Uh, Brian Feingold said, how do you hide the length of the video on YouTube? Because it spoils the warehouse games. I Googled it. People made like scripts that you can add to your Google Chrome extensions and stuff. Uh, they were kind of old, so I don't know if it's possible. No idea. Put a piece of paper up when you go to it or something. I don't know. Yeah. I used to do that. Um, all right. Anything else? What part of Southbury did you live, live in? I lived on uh, 87 Royal Coach Lane off of Ichabod. Exit 13 on 84. And Ichabod Road, Royal Coach Lane, drive all the way up the mountain, and then fucking at the very top, down a hill. That's where I lived. 
Has anybody told you that they used to live in your house? Because that happened to me senior year. Somebody came up and was like, I used to live here. It's like, okay. Oh, no. I think I don't think I've ever done that either. Yeah. Like, hey, I used to live here. Can we look around? Yeah. Someone did that to Courtney, I think. Uh, some nostalgia Day at Central with Jake would be awesome. Mm. Do a live show at Elmer's or something. That would be really cool. That would be cool. Be, I remember a lot because I kept an active journal through college. Um, which just you write things down, you remember them. Um, what was I gonna say? Someone was renting my parents' beach house, and there's pictures of me everywhere. And they're oh, like, DM yeah, me, yeah. and they're like, I think I'm in your family's house. And I was like, Oh, enjoy. <laughs> Go to Salty's, get some ice cream. How many employees do you have? 50 ish? I think it's a little higher, but yeah. Yeah. All right. That's the episode today. Thanks for watching. We're going to have some more guests. I think we're going to have uh, someone from the sales team or I think we're going to have Courtney on next week. So if you have any questions for Courtney, who is the COO and just went to a, a giant podcast conference in Denver and met with a bunch of other place, people and places and all that, did networking, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then if you guys have any questions for Courtney, leave them on the YouTube channel and we will choose the best ones that she agrees to talk about. That's next week. This was this week. Goodbye. Farewell. So long. Alvita Zane. This is for the newsies. Hey, everybody. It's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.